You're now tuning into the Who and How Club with your host, Eris Dejan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. It's your boy, Eris Dejan, your host. Um, you guys know the slogan, you are the Who and How. I am the Who and How. We are the Who and Hows of this world. And without you, without me, there is no we. Um, so I am just checking in on this Friday afternoon. I'm actually using my phone to record this because I just wanted to do a quick upload uh, and a quick check-in with you guys uh, and girls just so we can, uh, yeah, have our weekly episode. Um, you know, like I'm still, I'm still vibing off of the high of the last episode, episode 31, uh, Barbershop Talk, where I sat down with the barbers of Trende Barbershop, and it was really dope. And I was contemplating on whether or not I should even uh, release an episode this week, and uh, because I just wanted to continue to promote the visuals for that episode and the audio and stuff like that. We've been getting a lot of love, a lot of followers, a lot of supporters from the shop and support from the shop itself because, uh, you know, they're playing the episode in the shop. People are coming through and just getting familiar with the Who and How Club in that conversation. And it was just a really dope vibe and fun conversation for me because prior to that, um, I don't think I've had that many people on one show before. So it was cool to just have that energy and those perspectives all in one room on one episode. Um, It was a long episode and I didn't get a chance to cover everything. And you hardly do uh, in moments like that when there are so many personalities, other things come up and uh the vibe is just different you know so you're really just going based off of that so i really enjoyed that episode i was happy that i got a chance to do that i thank the universe for that i thank the barbers um shout them out i visited the shop this week if you look online uh on the website and on um on social uh media platforms at who how club um you'll see like the post of the episode being played in the video so yeah i mean sorry not in the video in the shop So yeah, um, just follow me on all social media platforms at only one Eris, O-N-L-Y, the number one, A-R-Y-S. And of course, at Who How Club on all social media platforms. And you can listen to the show on uh, all podcast streaming platforms as well. Um, What else did I want to tell you? Oh yeah, whohowclub.com is the website, guys. We've also introduced a new Be A Guest uh, form so that for those we've been getting a lot of requests for people wanting to be a guest on the show and wanting to connect with us so i've had to create like a new way for people to submit <laughs> um so if you go to the website whohowclub.com there's a be a guest tab you click on that it'll bring you to the page where you could fill out the form and it's not like a real it, it's very simple but the questions that i ask are sort of uh deep not so straightforward like I really want to know about you before you know I want to know why you want to come on the show I want to know how you define yourself I want to know how you would answer the question who are you 
um, I want you to follow the socials as well so we could follow back and, you know, get a feel of what you do and figure out how you define what you do. So you got to fill those things out and then um, I'll reach out to you and schedule some stuff. Now, we do have some guests scheduled and uh, I'm really excited for this. So I'm going to be announcing that very soon. Um, you know, we haven't done any promo reads in a few episodes just because, you know, Things have been busy. I've been also trying to connect with some other sponsors uh, as well. So I'm just waiting for those things to kick off. Uh, but we'll be promoting the good food stuff on the social media platforms this this uh, after this weekend. Um, so next week. Trust me, it's not as e- it's not easy running things by yourself. Like you got to shoot visuals yourself. You got to do the editing. You got to remember to promote things. You got to connect with people. You got to just... It's it's not as easy as people might think, especially when you still have like your quote unquote nine to five. You know what I mean? But there's no separation from what I do for work and how I express myself artistically. And I've explained this on the show before. You know, this is just pieces of who I am. The work that I do, it, it makes me who I am. You know, I wouldn't be doing it if it, if I didn't enjoy what I did or if it wasn't a piece of me in some form or fashion. Same with my artistic endeavors, you know, they're all they're all connected in some form or fashion. So even though, yeah, I have a quote unquote nine to five, it's not it's not taking away from my art because that's all intertwined. And I find inspiration from both. But, you know, there's just a lot going on and it it is a lot for one person to handle. So I can't wait for the day that I get I get to that point where, you know, I can have an assistant, I can have a an official co-host or someone who gets this movement or, you know, I'm on a network or I don't know where we get to that level where I don't have to do these things on my own anymore. Someone else could come through and do the visuals. Someone else can, you know, take care of the editing and posting, making sure everything's on all the platforms, stuff like that. So, you know, scheduling guests even. I'm excited for that time in life when, when we, uh, bring the show to a different level. And, you know, I want to shout all of the listeners and supporters out because without your support and your continuous listening and downloads and and comments and ratings, I mean, the show wouldn't be at the level that it's at today. You know, separate from the universe and the gods above and the podcast gods, it's you guys that have helped the show uh, get to the point that it's at. And I got a lot of good news coming, so I'm excited to share and go back to listen to past episodes to to really figure out how far we've come and the amount of progress we've made. Um, I'm not going to shy away from binging us up about that stuff, you know? Like, you have to commend yourself. If you don't, no one else will. So, again, thank you to all. Thank you to me. <laughs> and thank you to, um, you know, the podcast gods for guiding the show and this movement. Um you know, where we're at with coronavirus, it doesn't seem like our event series is going to be returning anytime soon because they've done a second closure of like gyms, bars, movie theaters, etc. Um, and uh, that's a component to the show that I miss having, you know, uh, having Rampage every two Tuesdays, every, you know, biweekly where everybody would come and sit down and talk and connect in person. That was that component that really it was really bringing the show and the movement to a different level and it's sad that we can't do that at the moment but hey 
you know, I, I do believe things will work out very soon. And, you know, there are much worse things to, to worry about right now. And I think safety is a big concern for all of us. So even if it means we have to sacrifice uh, the things we love doing, the things, the environments we loved being in, you know, we have to sacrifice. We have to play it safe right now or else those numbers will go up. And in the city, in in Canada, in Toronto, it's been, the numbers have been increasing. Not not drastically, you know, but that's not going to take away from those people who have had those cases. We haven't had many deaths in this second wave, thankfully, but we all called it. We knew a second wave was coming. Anyway, stay safe out there. Continue to be safe. Sacrifice those things you love and the places you love being in. Don't sacrifice the people you love the most because they are the ones that will be affected if you don't, you know, practice social distancing and, excuse me, sorry, and staying inside and all that jazz, you know what I mean? Go to work, go home, and just isolate for now until they tell us it's safe. <laughs> um, what else do I want to talk to you guys about? Thanksgiving. Uh, it was Canada's Thanksgiving this past weekend, this past long weekend. Uh, I'm on Friday right now, so obviously the long weekend has passed, but... You know, shout out to everybody who celebrated and who spent some time with family. I got a wild story for all of you guys, man, for my Thanksgiving. Uh, believe it or not, like this year, it. the truth of the matter is this, this year, Corona aside, has just been a crazy year for everyone. You know, uh, Things have happened this year that you never thought would actually happen, and it's 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 crazy. Um, but a little story that I wanted to, I wanted to share with you guys is that I was in the hospital once again. Um, if you remember, a couple episodes ago, I shared my injury story about being in the hospital, uh, having my first injury in my entire life, and having that visit to the hospital in less than a couple months. Um, you know, I'm at the hospital. I'm at the hospital again, and it's on Thanksgiving night. Um, yeah, just never thought that this would happen to me. You know what I mean? Like being at the hospital twice in in such a short period of time. I've been at the hospital more times than in my entire life in the past couple of months. So, you know, I went to the family's house on Thanksgiving Monday. Because uh, we tend to celebrate on the actual Monday. I, I don't know if Thanksgiving's actually on the Sunday or the Monday. I think it's the Sunday, but the family and I, we celebrate on the Monday. Uh, we used to do it on the Sundays, just so we could have Monday free. But this year, we did it on the Monday. So I'm around the table, the dinner table, of course, with my family, my aunts, my uncle, my cousin. Uh, my cousins, sorry, my second cousins and my one aunt. And, you know, we're having a good time. We're, we're laughing, we're telling stories, as we usually do. And uh, it wasn't even, like, 30 minutes into the meal, um, it seems as if, like, I had, I my body sort of, like, clenched up. And um, all I could remember is, like, being overjoyed with, like, the energy in the room and the laughter and being so happy and all of that jazz. But there was a moment where like all of that stopped for me and I couldn't control my body. Now I could control my eyes. I was looking at people around the table, but everyone noticed that I had stopped laughing and they couldn't tell what was going on with me. They thought I was joking. They thought, you know, 
like Eris was about to say something funny or something, you know, but I um I thought maybe I was having a seizure or something like that, you know. I, I don't know what what occurred or what was occurring in that moment. All I know is that I I kinda clenched up, seized up, I couldn't I couldn't move. Um my aunt got off the table to check up on me, like, hey Eris, what's going on? And just picture like someone speaking with you and asking you questions, but you cannot answer as as much as you want to answer and force your voice. You you can't respond to them. I've had dreams where it's been like that, where you're trying to speak, but there's no voice. Well, I couldn't even move my mouth in this moment, in this instance. So, um, you know, I'm looking up at my aunt. I'm sitting on the chair. She's standing above me like, Eris, what's going on? What's going on? And I can't respond to my aunt. All of a sudden, my eyes flood with tears, and uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. My arms started to become numb. Um, I had to like. I had to. I almost fell off the table. So my aunt and my uncle grabbed me and brought me to the floor, and they again they could, they didn't know what was going on, and I was forcing my voice out to explain like I can't. I can't move. I can't move. And I just started crying and like my heart was pounding fast. Like when I say fast, the fastest it's ever pounded. It's ever beat. Like it, it was just going so fast and I could feel my heart and my right hand. I, my So many thoughts were going through my mind. Is this a heart attack? Is this a, a seizure? Is this a death? <laughs> Am I donezo? Is this it? I didn't know. All I knew is that I could hear voices. I could people who I love are trying to figure out what's going on with me and making sure that I don't close my eyes because I was closing my eyes at one point. Um, but all I remember is just being like helpless, feeling helpless. I was speechless. I was motionless. I could just move my eyes. I could hear and I could see, but I couldn't respond. And tears are flooding and, and I'm just like, Finally, I could say something, you know, I, uh, some words came out and I was calling out to my uncle. I was saying, Uncle Chris, Uncle Chris, but I couldn't say anything more. I truly felt like that was the end for me. Like, I don't know what had happened. I don't know if I ate something. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like it was just sort of like an anxiety or a panic attack. You know what I mean? Um, my cousins were advised to call the police. Uh, my cousins exited the room when this was all going down. I don't, I don't think they were able to see me in that type of moment or pain. But my aunt, my aunt and my uncle were there with me the entire way. And I was grateful for that. Because if something like that had happened when I was by myself, I don't know what what the end result would have been. Um, the, poli- the ambulance came in a jiffy. Like, it, they came so quick. I don't know if it was quick only in my mind or in that moment, you know, or in actuality, they came at the snap of a finger, but it was like they were called and they were they were there. And uh, one of the paramedics that came in, his name was Mike. I call him Archangel Michael because I just feel like he was there. He really, you know, they attended to me. And uh, one of the paramedics was sort of like a jerk. I've seen this before, even with the clients that I work with in the field that I'm in. 
it's like paramedics have it's like hit and miss you know you'll get a really great one but the partner in crime might be a jerk an asshole the way he speaks to the person how he deals with them or she you know it's not really really bad customer service skills is what i'm trying to say so i had one of those but then i had archangel mike on my left um and when mike saw me like oh sorry before the paramedics even came in i was uh there was a br- like a a coldness that hit my heart like i started shivering all of a sudden like I, my body temperature was very normal before but when all of this is happening i'm i'm cold i'm freezing my teeth are chattering and i just became like cold i was freezing my body temperature just dropped and i i just again i thought i was this was death i thought this was something that there was no coming back from anyway fast forward the paramedics come through mike lifts me up puts me on a chair wakes me up snaps me out of it and checks my heart my heart was beating i can't remember what it said but it was abnormal ab- abnormally fast they got me to calm down, um, but again, I wasn't able to respond to them uh, um, right away. I was still just sort of like coming back, coming coming back to normal. My temperature was getting back to normal. Um, I was I was able to respond, like shake my head and stuff like that, but I couldn't speak. I couldn't vocalize what I wanted to say or how I was feeling. So they took me on a stretcher. Now this was a first for me. They put me on a stretcher. They put me into the back of the paramedics. I've never been that in the into the ambulance. Sorry, that's never happened to me. Being on a stretcher and all that jazz that that was brand new for me. As I'm being brought into the ambulance though, and being brought off of uh, my aunt's property, um, I had a crazy deja vu, and I didn't understand. I didn't understand like is it like this was something that I had seen before, either dreamt or seen before. You know what I mean and. I, I truly believe that we are our own fortune tellers. You know what I mean? Like we see our future. Sometimes we forget our own future that we've seen it because, you know, it could be in a dream. We dream so many times a night, but we only remember some of those dreams or even just one of that dream, one of those dreams. Some of our dreams are just like ongoing throughout the night and you think it's just the one dream, but there's so many components and scenes let's say like a film you know like we miss some of the scenes but until it happens in our reality it's like yo it's like a flash your life flashes and it's like you've seen this and and for and the feeling that i got when i saw that moment it was like you can't think other than you can't think in any other way other than you can't sorry you can't think any other way other than in a way that that makes you feel like you're supposed to be there in that moment. Like, this is supposed to happen to you. You know, that's how I feel like deja vus, you know, how they how they operate, what they really mean to us. You know, like, it's a, deja vu is already seen. The translation of it, you've already seen it. You've seen this. You know, what are these flashes? What do they really mean? But we have them, you know what I mean? So... Again, Archangel Mike, uh, he he rid in the back of the uh, in the ambulance with me on our, on my way to Mackenzie Hospital. 
<laughs> and uh, him and I were just having a conversation. I finally came back to normal and, you know, he felt like I did have a panic attack. You know what I mean? Like it was just like something that where I was just overjoyed. I was actually very happy and I don't know. I had forgotten that the night before I didn't sleep at all, actually, because I was up editing uh, the visuals for episode 31, Barbershop Talk. I must have slept for like maybe an hour the night before, uh, which was the Sunday night. And then I woke up and, you know, ran errands, got up and got ready for Thanksgiving. Like I I never slept. So I think I was on E already. You know, I was running on E. But shout out to to Mike over there. Like he was really supportive. He made me feel comfortable. He didn't make me feel weird about what I had just gone through. Um, he mentioned, you know, like the way he dealt with me. He understood. He had great customer service uh, skills. He stated that, you know, I'm his boss for the night. You know, the taxes that I pay pay for his job. So he understood the concept of like, he's there to ser- serve me and support me. Um, and be there for me, you know what I mean? So even though it was Thanksgiving, he was in a great mood and he was he was very supportive. He made sure that I was taken care of when I got to the hospital and, you know, they checked my heart rate again. They took some blood. Um, but then other things started to, to creep into my mind, you know what I mean? Uh, prior to Thanksgiving, prior to not sleeping, there were a lot of things that were going on in my mind. I'm an overthinker. I don't know if I've expressed that to any of you on this platform before, but I overthink a lot. I think my mental health has been at, at risk for a very, very, very long time because there are some things that I've been through in my life that I just haven't dealt with. Um, I acknowledge the things that I've been through I'm able to speak about them, but I don't think I've dealt with them. You know, I've suppressed a lot of my emotions. Um, I've been hard on myself. I have played the guilt trip. You know what I mean? I've been guilty. I have felt guilt about things that I've done or things that I've been through. Blame myself for what others have done towards me or, you know, said about me or, you know, just that, that whole being hard on yourself. You know, I, I, I went through a crazy uh, relationship that was like on and off for like six years. And the way it ended really affected me because it wasn't the way that I expected it to, to end. I expected much better, you know, but I do believe that it happened for a reason. And I've been good ever since. Now, something could happen to you in your life and you still be good after that thing. But that doesn't mean you dealt with that thing that happened to you. You haven't addressed anything. You haven't really meditated on on your feelings in that situation or how that's affected you. You haven't dissected it because you're like, all right, I'm going to brush it off. I've survived a hundred other things. I'm going to survive this. But then there's a point in time that comes that you don't want to survive anymore. You want to you wanna live. You want to live through. You don't want to just survive turmoil or the pain. You don't want to survive from the pain. You want to deal with that pain. You want to free yourself from that pain, that hurt, those disappointments, the, that, that information, that news that comes to you and you're just sick in your stomach. Like, you're like, what? You know what I mean? 
there, there are things that us as people, we, we have our limits. And there's only so much we could take in. It's like a cup overflowing. That cup's going to overflow no matter how big that glass is. You keep pouring into it, it's going to overflow. At some point, you want to you wanna drink a little bit. You want to drink it. Drink that water that's filling up in that glass so that you can have more room for more. And that more doesn't necessarily mean bad, bad stuff, pain. You're going to experience great stuff too. But also, how do you make room for any type of balance? You know what I mean? Like when it hits that top of the glass, the rim of the glass, there's that balance. Once it overflows, it means there's too much of of something happening in your life that you're not dealing with. You're not being able to drink and internalize anything. So it overflows and you overreact. You, You go crazy. You do things out of character, out of pocket. Your body shuts down. You have a panic attack, anxiety attack. You, you cry. You cry, you cry, you cry. You hurt. You're sad. You're walking around sad even though there's not really, you know, much to be sad about. But it's because you're not dealing with the things that you're going through. You know, you're, you're crying profusely. I was crying profusely, uncontrollably. Tears just flooding on Monday, you know what I'm saying? So I started to realize that, you know, there were times that I wanted to hurt myself, hurt others even. And, you know, those are thoughts that that kind of crossed my mind that night. Like I, I felt like I was about to die. So again, you your life kind of flashes. After my visit to the hospital, you know, Sorry, during my visit to the hospital, you know, I met with uh, met with the doctor, met with the triage. Like I said, prior to those two meetings, I got my heart checked again and they took blood work. Um, but based on the questions that they asked me and the answers I gave them, they felt like maybe I needed to meet with like a crisis intervention worker. And uh, my entire life, I've been against meeting with anybody. You know what I'm saying? I've been... Growing up in foster care, that was one of the first things they introduced me to. They were like, you know, you might be angry about things. Why don't you meet with this old white guy in front of you who's in a suit that you can, uh, you know, I don't know, express yourself to. Maybe he'll understand and guide you, but I didn't trust it. I already have my problems with trusting males, (laughs) Uh, you know, and that's based off of many, many things that I've gone through in life. So I've always been against it, but I find myself in this point in time in my life that at this point in time, sorry, that uh, maybe speaking to someone would be a good idea. I met with the crisis intervention worker. I won't share his details, who his name or anything like that. But for the first time, I could sit with somebody who had a real understanding of the things that I was going through and him looking at my life with the things that I shared with him he was like bro you have nothing to worry about you're okay but there are things that you need to address you know he's it's like he knew me it, and it it also felt like he had gone through similar things that I had gone through as well so for him to speak with me became very easy for both of us you know he uh he was a gentleman of a different culture, but he had the tattoos. And like, I was like, a person like that shouldn't have the tattoos that he has, you know, based on his background and stuff like that. I don't want to give too much away, but he was a very unique character, very unique individual that 
you could tell he kind of went against the grain. You know what I mean? And he took his work very seriously. He took that moment with me very seriously. And he um, he didn't just write referrals down. You know, we had a full-blown conversation about my life in like in less than an hour. You know what I mean? And uh, he gave me some real good advice. And I hardly take advice. If I seek advice, it's from people that I feel like I could trust and that have my best interest. But without me asking, he gave it. And um, I, I took it as like the universe speaking to me because the things that he mentioned were things that I've always wanted to, to do. Whether it was, you know, going to school, keeping my mind busy with other things. You know, he wanted me to reach out to somebody that he knew, someone who taught him, his mentor. Uh, he, just, he just cared. And it was from that moment that I realized like, yo, I need to start making a change. And I need to start dealing with these things, especially before things start to blow up in my life positively, whether it's through my art forms, music, family wise, you know, relationship wise, you want to make sure that you're ready and you can't invite anybody new into your life, new, new opportunities, new anything until unless you're ready. And you got to prepare yourself. This is work. Life is work. Like, I look at my nine to five as not just a job. I'm realizing that life is like a job. You got to put in the work in order to see results. Patience. You got to practice patience with yourself. You can't be so hard on yourself. Things that have happened to you have come and gone. We cannot change that, nor can we control it. We also don't know the future. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we know right now, and we have uh, an ability to, to fix the now. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm saying this to say that if you feel like you're at a point in your life that maybe you're not living the way that you truly want to live, maybe you haven't dealt with things that you've thought you dealt with, but you're really just suppressing everything and ignoring things, you know, like... You can't live like that anymore. Living is not that. And if we're going to stay on making room for new, you know, this could be part four of, of the process of making room for new. You have to be able to live now. Live now. Live in the now. You know what I'm saying? Like how there will be no new unless you deal with the stuff that you've you know, you've gone through the things that you've been really feeling inside, in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, deep in your soul, you know? Like keeping those things inside is just not healthy. And it'll really mess with your mental and your physical and your emotional and your spiritual. But I tell you guys something, guys and girls. Since this whole situation has happened to me, I've had a different outlook on life, man. I'm, I'm seeing things very differently now. I think I'm understanding things very differently now, about myself even. I'm speaking my mind more in, in just a short period of time. When something like that happens to you, damn. Everything just adjusts in the, uh, in the room. All the furniture just, just moves around a little bit, just a little bit more. And you redecorate, you know, you redecorate and you just have a better understanding. You see how much space you actually have to play in. And you appreciate things more and you understand who really loves you, you know, 
who really cares for you, who has your back, who wants you to survive and, and be alive and to be here. Life is hard, I know. It's not as easy as one, two, three, ABC. A lot of things that I'm speaking about right now is easier said than done. But don't worry about it being easier said than done. Just focus on the it being done. Do it. Do everything in your path that you need to do. In your in your ability, sorry, that, that you need that you can do. In order to live now. You got some emotions, you got some trauma. You got some things that affect you on a day-to-day basis and you don't address it. You have boundaries that people cross on a daily basis and you don't address it. Because why? Because you're afraid. You're afraid of losing somebody. You're afraid of um, what? Being looked at a certain way. You're afraid of sticking up for yourself. Don't regret anything either. Commend. Commend the people that remove themselves from your life. You know, I'm sure you wanted to do it for a very long time, but you just didn't have the guts to do it. So they did it for you. And maybe it didn't go in the way that you wanted it to, but look at your life and how great it's been since they've been gone. You get to create a brand new life now with someone else. New people, new energy, new friends, new girlfriends, new boyfriends. I don't even like those terms, but new people, new women, new men in your life. You know, your family doesn't necessarily have to be your blood. You could create a family with anybody. Just look at your life, man. Recognize how strong you are. How good you are. How good you've been. And yeah, people have been, you know, kind of raw towards you in your life, maybe. You know, they've done things to you, said things about you, surprised you with their character. Maybe you've surprised them with your character. You know, we all change. We've changed based on our environments and the things that we've been through, our experiences. But never regret anything. And don't hate anybody either. Don't get revenge on anybody because revenge is for the poor person. And I don't mean poor as me as in like financially. I'm talking about with the poor minded. You know, something bad happens, someone does something wrong or bad, you don't need to be spiteful, you just keep it moving. The best revenge is success. And you're not being successful for anybody else but yourself. So get revenge on the situation, not on people, you know? Prove to yourself how strong you truly are. I could go on for like an hour (laughs) because I'm not just speaking with all of you. I'm speaking to myself as well. This is my therapy. You guys know this. This is my therapy as well. I do this for me just as much as I do it for you. I pray that anything and everything that I've said today will resonate with you in some form or fashion. And if there's somebody out there that's going through a similar situation or has been through things that I've been through, go get some support. It doesn't have to be a, a, a formal support. You don't have to go see a therapist or a psychiatrist. You could go, you could find someone in-house. If there's a family member or a friend that is there for you 
the way that you need them to be there for you and they check those boxes for you, go speak with them. But maybe you want to speak with someone that doesn't know you at all. You want to speak to a complete stranger. Go. I'm going to share some resources um, on the next episode. Once I start digging into my resources on who I'm going to be seeking out uh, for therapy and, uh, you know, help, quote unquote, support, I'm going to be sharing those links and those, uh, yeah, those, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resources with all of you. With that said, it is Friday. Go have some fun. I hope I didn't depress all of you today, but I needed to get this off. Make room for new. Get rid of the clutter. Deal with your shit, man. Trust me, you'll 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 be happier once you do. And that's what I'm doing now. I've already started and I, I feel very different. I feel new. I feel like I can live and breathe again. And I want that for everybody. Even my enemies. Even the people that have done wrong to me. Even the people that have d- disappointed me. Everyone deserves to live. Um, live now. Be free. And uh, yeah, I'll check in with you guys next week. Uh, the goal is to have a guest on the show next week. So I'll follow up. I'll probably announce it online. Uh, so follow Who How Club on all social media platforms. Uh, WhoHowClub.com. It's your boy, Only One Eris, on all social media uh, platforms. And ErisDejan.com is the website. Um, just check in with me, man. Send me an email, DM me, and let's talk. All right? It's been good. Have a great day. You are the Who and How. I am the Who and How. We are the Who and How Club. And we are the who's and how's of the world. Remember that. All right? One.